week's episode i'm neil and i'm abriana we are following up from last week as neil said getting in more to the how it can take place last week we acknowledged that yes there is something missing there needs to be more support for creatives and the creative industry in barbados and in the region in general so no this week is more The discussion is more centered around how this could possibly take place, what measures need to be put in place, and yeah, how we go about seeing this change and what that looks like for Barbados for the most part. Do you have any surface ideas on how, before we get into the more critical ones, the more sophisticated ones, do you have any just on the top ideas of how this could come about? Yeah, uh, naturally I think the first part is for like the general populace or a lot more people to actually realize or acknowledge the fact that this is a not not really a window opportunity but an area of opportunity that, that exists. Um, not necessarily well it's a bad thing but it's not like you know someone's necessarily dying because of it um but you know just to acknowledge that this is a problem or an issue that kind of persists and you need to acknowledge there's a problem before you can really start to fix the problem so i think acknowledgement will be the first major step and i'm sure like if we know this you know there's dozens or hundreds of people that know that this is a thing that doesn't really exist back home or to the degree you would like to see it um but i think like you're starting to see a bit of a change in our generation or at least i might be perceiving that because i'm at the point now where my generation is kind of branching out and exploring more things but even in that sense like a lot a lot a lot of people had to leave home or get exposure and then come back or stuff like that but at least from what I'm seeing, I'm I'm noticing that there's there's been a change. At least some sort of start. Yeah. I can accept that statement, I guess I would say. For me I think and we might have touched on this last week, is the big surface level thing is more changing the narrative and the way that we speak about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole idea that it's just a hobby, it's something to be done on the side, it's a passion project, passion, it's a passion, but you keep it on the side, it's not something you need to be doing full time. And yeah. I think that's so foreign to our generation. I don't know where we got this from, because like we were raised by people that believe that doing the office job that pays, that's 40 hours a week and that pays consistently is the most important and valuable thing you could possibly do. So I don't know where the switch happened for us or who informed us that pursuing your passion is just as important or more important and enjoying what you do is of more value 
than being secure mm-hmm. from the jump because like we perceive to be secure because especially nowadays like that security is so fragile and i think that's i think a lot of people realize that over covid especially now that you notice that wait a minute it's just that easy or or is that kind of all it took um mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong like obviously a lot of things had to shift because it was literally a life or death situation but on the other hand the degree to which it was like well just that easy i never thought that i would go through this or whatever and i was only off of work for like a month <laughs> so you know i could say that i was lucky with that but a lot of people i know still haven't gone back to work so it's like just like that you might have had a plan for the next five years you can just be working all of a sudden you miss a year what does that mean now like after this is there space for you like where do you feel like when do you still feel like attached to where you were at before or do you want to try something new or you know what you know what what kind of direction have you started going so there's a lot of questions that pop up off of that but that's a separate discussion altogether yeah i don't know where the switch where that switch happened but that's great that our generations are thinking that way and actually doing things that not only are they good at but they enjoy or are passionate about so just normalizing that thought and the understanding around that and that's hard to do we were talking about this briefly just now it's hard to accept that and make that a reality when there isn't necessarily an industry to go into it's Mm -hmm. more like at this stage you would have to create it um and be a pioneer in that sense so it's a bit nerve-wracking setting yourself up for that and saying this is what i want to do not knowing that you have a workforce to go into so bearing that in mind but i think just changing how we think and speak about it from it just being a hobby and acknowledging that it could be a livelihood if we let it exist because there is a market for it like there are people the same way other people up here that literally strictly watch not strictly but enjoy watching theater and plays and shows that exists in Barbados as well like there are there is a market it exists it's just facilitating the resources whether monetarily or not to provide spaces for it to exist in a performance capacity but also in terms of training and those types of resources I think is like the foundational layer for me at this point yeah I think the first major step would be or the second major step would have to have a clear path or you know if you're really thinking from the perspective of somebody that's in their teens growing up and they're like okay I like this thing and I'm passionate about it but my mom's saying that I should do X, Y, and Z because this is actually a career you could follow and think about your family in 10, 20 years um, and, and you know you might look at it and say well yeah you might be, she might be right because I can't even see where I would go with this or there's no clear path although you know, 
now that we're in a state where the internet has become such an integral part of our lives like i think a lot of people have been getting opportunities off of that um certainly i've been introduced to companies that are or you know yeah companies back home that are run by creatives or that present present a product that someone's making at home that personally i wouldn't have been able to see before so that's kind of an example of how i mean like people can get that exposure from social media or from the internet but like even that isn't always Mm -hmm. a given because you might put that post out and it might get no interaction and go nowhere or you might put it out and go viral um but if you don't put it out you know you can't make that shot if you don't shoot yeah i agree and even thinking outside of like the performance creative industry which would be music dance and theater like thinking outside of those creatives like when you think about photography and videography and graphic design and illustration and all of those things I've been seeing a lot more Bajans taking a step in that direction and taking leaps of faith in that sense and starting to build their portfolio and build work and a reputation so that's been really nice to see um i know there was discussions a while back about like bigger companies and bigger brands wanting to use barbados to market their product or service but not wanting to use bajan labor to produce the content that they wanted but they wanted Barbados but they wanted to bring in their international um, foreign creatives to produce the content and it was kind of like huh? Like why that talent exists on the island that you could pay a Bajan to do that do it just as well or better and not have to fly somebody in Mm-hmm. And actually pay somebody that you're that lives and works in the country that you're trying to produce this content yes. in. So that was interesting. And then also just the validity around the work. I know a lot of people hold heat for the essence of time that they need to put in and the quality of work that they produce. Because a lot of the time you don't know what goes into something behind the scenes if you haven't like done it firsthand so you're just seeing the end product the end result you might be seeing what happens in the beginning or what is taken as like the beginning stages whatever but you're you don't know what's happening in the middle and people can be very rough about what actually goes on and very demeaning in a sense because they don't know and be expecting things to just happen as they snap their fingers and that kind of thing. So I think all around a lot more respect needs to come about because we everybody wants to support each other. You want to support Bajans. You want to support your own and all that. But 
some people can be very willy-nilly with it and very when it suits them so yeah I think more respect and with respect I think a lot of the validity that is needed will come about that way because I don't know I guess people that are not in these industries just seem to think that these careers like similar to what I said last week like they don't exist or they don't need to exist or just the this weird comment that like oh somebody else should be doing it who told you that like what makes people think that I really I really don't get it because I don't necessarily have anybody in my life like that because if you were talking that kind of crap like you wouldn't be in my life so so I really don't know I haven't been able to speak to anybody who thinks like that so I'm a, I'm a bit at a loss whenever I hear something like that or I think of something like that I always think of that's rhetoric being passed on from past generations and for me it's one of those things where just because somebody obviously like scientific things are scientific things whatever the earth is round is not flat. But just because somebody tells you something without evidence doesn't necessarily mean you should just buy into it, which is what a lot of um a lot of time happens about home. Sometimes you hear something and you just run with it. That's how gossip is pretty fast and different things like that. But for me it's like I don't see how you could obviously you gotta challenge things and something you know make more sense to challenge others but like if you think about something actively and you observe a situation from a rational point of view i don't see how in this big day and age you cannot think that there is there are markets um especially when so many office jobs quote unquote or as back home the big famous government jobs or whatever so many people have skills that aren't transferable and don't translate to working from home and that kind of thing. So, you know, thank the Lord that Barbados is handling this thing well. But, like, up here, for example, if you had someone like that, like, you, you literally just can't do your job. They, no one's going to pay you X amount of money to sit home and do nothing because it's a business they're running, right? Um, so, for me, like, that whole mentality, like, especially nowadays, like, I don't see if you not challenge that given the given what you're seeing happening around the world and then how certain people that create things or create media have found interesting ways to do it at home and they can still work from home and on one hand that's kind of looking like a privilege like a, a good thing to have or oh hmm maybe I should try to to, to, to have this skill in my in my corner or whatever but that's kind of where I've been seeing it but I definitely agree with the point where the region is often seen as a, a a place you want for the landscape or the ambiance or whatever, but the talent doesn't get the respect where it's like, yeah, we actually want to use talent that's here or we respect this place so much that we want to monetize it and really get the full experience. It's like, now nah, we kind of just want to use the looks and that's it. Where, like, you know, to a certain degree, I get wanting to have a certain cast that you know or a certain group, but not wanting to use any as a talent or much of the talent it seems very odd to me yeah 
and then going back to the then telling people oh it's not it's not something you should be doing it's not worth it it's not viable you're not gonna make money anything like that or just trying whatever you use whatever tactics you use to stray somebody away from it I think that it's not the smartest thing to say when other people are already doing it like maybe you could tell me that when I'm taking an even greater risk as an entrepreneur and starting something that nobody is doing right now I'm fulfilling a spot in the market that is empty I'm creating a product or service that is clearly needed like it's missing but it doesn't exist as yet so you're the only person in that industry but yeah maybe then I should be a bit more hmm, cross-reference whatever the case is and do my research but I think it's so weird for somebody to tell you that when like other people have been doing it and continue to do it so that's where my my mind goes with those kind of comments as well the other thing that really stands out to me that's missing or how we could go about changing the lack of support that we're seeing is education and the education and training that is available and provided in the Caribbean because it'll definitely validate that it's a thing that you could be doing and also you'll you'll trap more people like you'll trap people to stay at home pursue it at home and then essentially just transfer into the industry that exists at home if you have that education and the training available whether that's at um in within like the regional curriculum which would be CIC and CAPE and even outside of that like just having a certain level and quality of education available because I feel like I've done all the education and training I possibly could in Barbados like there was nothing else if I go home like I don't really I don't have any workshops to take I don't have any training I can go and do like there's nothing for me there because I've exhausted everything so I think having more of that come to life and the sad part is now that I think about it like nobody's gonna just jump and create that if anybody if anything it could be me and my big mouth that out here talking about things that are missing that will have to like go back and create those kind of things and implement these kind of things because it doesn't exist now so like who's where is it gonna come from so yeah I think education is needed because even going back to like the creatives that are non-performing most if not all of them I'm pretty sure I can't talk for people but I'm pretty sure are self-taught there's no extensive training education involved and that's not to like deplete their work or anything or say it's not as great because they're self-taught I'm just saying I'm thinking could they have done more could they be in a better place doing more whatever if that was available Mm mm-hmm yeah, just 
just thinking about that. I think I think on one hand it's like with that guidance they could be that much further than mastering their craft or whatnot. But on the other hand it's like if there was that education, people that might not have had that same kind of drive or commitment to it where it was like they were gung ho about it and they're gonna tread through it even if they could learn it themselves those people would have been attracted to it and more likely to pick it up and then you have a, a more booming base for that potential industry um, kind of a, a, a kind of little plan just really quickly as to how I thought it could go about but I'm not sure if this is a start but that's the first thing I have is essentially you know recruiting more talent um, or promoting or having routes for people to pursue and use their talent um, which would go into the training that you were speaking about you know enabling you to follow the plan or this path which would be you know having it available at CXC and CAPE like if uh, food and nutrition or home economics was offered at CAPE I would have taken it it wasn't and it left me with a split decision as to do I do CXC or CAPE or do I go to Pomerine um Obviously, I did CAPE and then went overseas, but that's not something that's always feasible or an option that everyone's going to think makes sense for them. Um, and I think having it legitimized almost by CAPE makes it seem like more of an actual career option. Uh, because you would think, or at least from my perspective, you would hear about obviously a lot of different CXCs and there's a lot of CXCs that are more skilled, la- skilled like laden or skills based than academics but at cape at least in what was offered to us there was a lot more it was a lot more regimented it was like oh these are all academic based or like 95 percent of these are all academic based so i think legitimate <laughs> the legitimization happens when you have it represented by things like cape in society where you can look at it and say okay this is something that is like at an advanced level i can learn this and i can after this i can take it and start that next path or it will put me at a level where i can now have a platform to jump off of so yeah i think offering more more resources and support systems to really promote people wanted to, to follow those kind of things would be massive because like when I think about it, unless I've, unless somebody probably went overseas and picked up something here and there, like, as you said, it, it was self-taught. It was a drive or a passion where you were like, I, I want to follow this path and I can just do it myself. But imagine how much easier it is if it's a path for you to follow and there's someone that you can look up to and guide you and give you advice and save you time. Like, oh, don't even try doing this. Like, I do that and don't really work. Look at this, look at this way instead. Yeah, I agree. Just making it more accessible overall in all ways that includes monetarily as well I think would really benefit it becoming a more viable career 100% um, and then something else I was thinking of the same way you have with the bar reading scholarship where you incentivize persons to go overseas gain this academic knowledge and come back home for a set amount of time and really put this knowledge back to work for the society 
there's nothing to say you couldn't incentivize persons to go overseas you know expand their craft or see how things work on that other side of the world or a different perspective from a different place and bring that back and transform it into something where like you now have like a platform or you have something that's forming where it's like okay this isn't solely from here because obviously at that point they took some a bit of something from someone else's culture but you could take something and make it back into yours like you can make her you could make a reflection of what is available back home based on how they end up working and somewhere else is working um so i think you know having people grasp encouraging people to grasp that knowledge and share it and that experience is beneficial and you know through that whole cycle is now where you can start to promote that local industry or have more set systems in place because you have people that okay went through the ringer and can pass on their experience to the next generation and make it easier for them and you know kind of pull them up to where they're at and give them a springboard to get ahead yeah and i think it's so interesting that or ironic that we live in a society that is so heavily based on culture and cultural norms and that is a big part of any geographical location but especially the West Indies and then obviously every island has their own specific things but it's so interesting that we push culture so much and that's such a big part of how we market Barbados yet the ways in which that could be personified and brought out are not really are not are not as respected I guess or they're not given as much of the time of day and taken seriously and if anything just from my perspective like theater is definitely at the bottom if I had to do a list of like the performative ones I would say music is first and then dance and then theater um yeah, so that's just ironic to think about. The thing with music that I notice is really the only genre that has like a, or the only two genres that really has like a viable sort of system you can look outside and see is like Calypso and maybe like Soka back home. But back home specifically, Barbados Calypso is kind of the clear one you can see. Um, and even with that, it's like, mostly seasonal unless you are that big in the industry that you are getting work throughout the year a lot of times like crop over some couple things to get through and or it's like a second job almost or like a side thing like that to that degree which you know will happen but like the way it is like you literally just do it coming up to crop over and that's it um that's your payday and that's that's supposed to last you to your next year like, I'm pretty sure one of the big uh, singers, I can't remember his name, I think it was Ian, a couple of years ago, like, I'm pretty sure he's a teacher or something like that, but, like, this is kind of what he also does, right? So, yeah, I just think offering legitimate systems, because, for example, if you want to be a rapper in Barbados, where are you going to look to go? You know, like, there was a, a student from my year, or sorry, from my school I think he was a year or two above us and he's he left Barbados and he went overseas and 
affiliating with different labels and getting exposure through his own means. But that was a path that he kind of had to either figure out by himself or get inspiration from outside of Barbados or whatever, because like, there was no path like that that I could see someone, that anyone took before. Fruitful stuff. Very fruitful stuff, I think. We have some pointers on where this can go. I don't know who on earth needs to facilitate this. Can't we meet alone? So, I hope that discussions like this continue to happen. Maybe we'll turn this into a series. Who knows? Don't count me on that. But I hope (laughs) discussions like this continue to open up our minds and let us think differently about this industry and change that way of thinking that's currently existing around it and hopefully broaden it into something real and viable i guess where i would like to where i would find so much joy in is like if we got to a point where creatives across the region were getting national regional and international acknowledgement support um and yeah that would be amazing to see to be honest because yeah oh you know you have a couple very specific things like you know jamaica has dance hall but there's so much more that could be offered in in different countries and with the other other creative streams that don't get the same kind of recognition but thank you for joining us for this part two and just another friendly reminder to dm us or tag anyone that you would like to hear us bounce ideas off of or challenge our ideas but as abriana said we hope this was a bit of food for thought and feel free to let us know if you have any thoughts on this or if you really have a passion about this and you would like to see it come to fruition yeah keep the discussion many going hands, many hands make it like work and if we start this discussion and you get somebody that starts discussion we are 10 times better off than we were yesterday i agree and as per usual we will hear from you next week or you'll hear from us <laughs>